puppet hey. perspective. Ho. Patreon. Let's go. Musically reviewing all the albums and songs. That's right. We throw it back with classics from the great beyond. Hey. And even if it's trash, we'll play it along. Let's rock the puppet perspectives. Patreon podcast. Click the link to donate and tune in like it's Comcast. Hate it or love it, just watch it. We're puppets. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called Pup Perspective Patreon Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Patreon Podcast episode where we do our retro review of albums that we grew up on in the past few years or what have you. I am your host, Drell, and joining me today is my co host, Lauren. Hello, good day, Jarrell. Good day to you as well. You know, it's actually been quite a while since people have heard your voice on one of our Patreon episodes. Probably a good three months to be exact. But she had to be on this one because this is actually an album that she chose for us to review. Um, this we Usually what we do each month, we uh, pick an album that we grew up on and we bring it to the table to review to review let you guys know what we think of it then what we think of it now and let you know if it holds up by giving it our standard rating but you guys probably all know that because your patrons are listening to this show right now so uh without further ado let me let you guys know what we'll be talking about today All right, yeah, in case you couldn't tell, I had to play that uh, musical th- number from Beyonce Noel, a.k.a. Maya Rudolph, doing an impression of Beyonce Noel anyway, because this is the Prince show. We are talking about Prince's album, Diamonds and Pearls, which uh, Lauren wanted to have us review today. album apparently she grew up on when it came out back in the day of 1991 and i just want to let everyone know that are listening to the patreon thank you very much for becoming patrons let's do our shows let all your friends know about this this show we'll do on the side monthly five dollars a month to get access to all of our retro reviews as well as merchandise and other things that are happening down the down the line i'm actually thinking for to do for to do for you uh dedicated fans for our regular podcast and our regular YouTube videos of giving you guys early access to that for just in our same five dollar tier. So that would be kind of nice, right? They can I don't enjoy see our why one wouldn't want that. Yeah, you already are listening to our shows. Why not get it early and then stick your tongue out at all the other people that are waiting too long? And after you do all that, make sure you tell them, hey. There's a great show where puppets are reviewing classic albums as well. Just so let them know about our Patreon as well. We can certainly use the money because I was talking a little bit earlier with Lauren before we did this show. We are actually could use some of our financial support, not just for the for the podcast itself, but personally, right? Oh, uh, yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't mind us getting into it, I am kind of strapped for money as we're going into the um the fall and uh eventual christmas season uh actually had eye surgery and found out that to get the contacts from my stigmatism they want fifteen hundred dollars for the contacts which would have been nice they told me when i before i got to the uh the checkup this week you know, they say, oh, come in after the surgery. Let's see how it looks. You go there. Oh, it looks good. Okay, let's sign. Let's 
reschedule you to come back again to meet with the other guy that actually gives the context. It's like, well, if you knew I was coming back for this, why didn't you just have him be here ready? No, no, he's not here. He's not, he's not available for another month. So I finally get back there this week. They look at it. It's like, Oh, like, you know, it looks like it cleared up nicely. So uh, would you like to do contacts? It's like, yes, we talked about this already. That's what I want to do. It's like, all right, well, cool. Let's let the uh, lady come in and let you know the, um, the financial costs and everything like that. And then we'll um, get you fitted for them and then go from there. And then she comes in and gives me all the information and then drops that, drops that on me right away. Like everything for the, the lenses is 1500. And uh, if you go through your insurance, you have to pay us first and then get the, then they'll reimburse you. But we'll need like the, you know, half of it now. And then the other half, when you come get the contacts, who walks around with $750 just like hanging around in their pocket? Nice to let someone know in advance, right? That you want 70, like $800 counting the $50 you spend for the, um, whatever you call it, when you, the just walking in the office fee. <laughs> I forget what they call that. <laughs> the copay, that's it. The copay, that's it. The copay slash walking wow. in the office fee. <laughs> I can't believe the two grown people could not remember the term copay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because, it's, it's been I, a long week, hasn't it, Jarrell? Yeah, yeah, definitely been a long week. So <laughs> when I literally told her, "Well, I guess I ain't doing that," but then I was like, "All right, well." So I remembered. Oh, my patrons will come to my aid. Surely, <laughs> donate a little bit to help me be able to actually see again. Oh, that's the strife I'm going through. Lauren, do you want to give our our listeners, our dedicated listeners who have not heard your angelic voice in quite some time, uh, your your trials and tribulations, or you want to keep that a little bit? No, I'm, I'm okay with sharing, but I'm gonna turn Open it into book. I'm gonna turn it into a little bit of a pep talk for you. Okay, because um, as you know, but our Patreon fans do not. About a month ago, I ended up with COVID. And I was I guarantee rather, everyone's doing spit takes right now if they were drinking something or they're <laughs> getting fender better because Lauren is the most careful person out of all of us when it comes to not catching that dreaded disease. I, Except for Tyler, who, who claims to this day, our other co-host claims that hasn't gotten it yet. But I, I was rather surprised for the exact reason you just stated, Jarrell. And mm. I want to tell you almost every single person that I am friends with that texted me or that I had to text because I was in contact with said, mm -hmm. you, you're the most careful <laughs> person I know. You <laughs> get COVID? Yeah. You gotta let everyone Don't you wear work. a mask when you sleep? Don't you wear a mask <laughs> when you drive? No, I'm not that. I've never, I've never been alone in the car with a mask on. That's just for fucking crazy people. Okay, sure. But anyway. <laughs> or people that have the, allergies. <laughs> back to the trials and tribulations. So that being said, having had COVID, I do work for myself. And so to be out of commission for five days just on the basis of not giving COVID to others, mm -hmm. couple that with didn't really even feel better after the five days. So I, uh, I myself had a little bit of a financial setback, but I'm turning it around. I was down on my luck, feeling sorry for myself for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I said, the more you dwell and the more you, the more you expect something to be not great, it's going to continue to be not great. Yeah. So, expect, expect the worst and you'll be right is a song lyric that I heard. Well, <laughs> so speaking of quoting, not quite sure if right here I'm about to quote Muhammad Ali or Mike the Situation Sorrentino, but I am saying that my comeback is going to be greater than my setback. Wow, it's so it's so hard easy to mix those two up too. So I understand <laughs> if they, <laughs> they were standing next to so each other. Full of motivational quotes. Yeah, and they looked exactly the same. So if they were standing next to each other, I'm like, wait a minute, which one well, is that, which? <laughs> I guess I got to punch. <laughs> A true testament to you needing those contact lenses, <laughs> Jarrell. 
because <laughs> that is nowhere where my brain was going. Yeah, but so I, I, I'm on back on track. I've been working my butt off. I was working actually just before we met tonight for the podcast. So uh, my comeback is going to be greater than my setback. And I think you should turn your self around and try to think positive. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get back to uh, what we also do. It's our TED Talk slash motivational slash retro review episode. Um, before we get started, I, um, want to see if there's anything else to cover. I'm going to actually be a little naughty, uh, Lauren. I might, I actually went to the store, uh, over the weekend because, um, I'm still trying to get into this whole thing uh, here in the States where we're able to legally purchase Mary Jane. My first time at a dispensary. And um, it is quite complicated. I do prefer the street pharmacist uh, process, but um, I think they both have their pros and cons because in one case you can finagle a price you want to pay, but in another case, you don't know what you're getting. So it's like, that's, and you know, you feel like weird holding up the line because you're like, um, let me read this chart and try to figure out what is what. What will make me feel this? What will make me feel that? What would you suggest when you're asking the person at the counter this? Dude, I don't know, man. Just pick something. A lot of people have been waiting for a long time, dude. But um, maybe we'll say I'm just going to put this aside for later because I feel like the album we're talking about, I might need this to, like, relax me. Not what, really saying what did you how buy? I feel What about is it that you've got? You have to I share some, what it is. Oh, all right, everybody. I bought some... Um, uh hydro rhythm rebel sour to uh last weekend and uh i prefer the kind of a uh, mary jane that gets me like energetic and wants to like be awake and do stuff not the stuff that either a makes me really sleepy or b makes me really del delve into my thoughts and start getting not so much paranoid but thinking I'm wasting my life. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get that, like, and you, you get those, like those thoughts, like, man, what am I doing in my life? This and that. Oh, I, or you get anxious about stuff that you have to do. And you're like, I got to talk myself down. Like, Oh, I'm only thinking these thoughts because I'm under the influence. And usually that helps me out. But this kind of stuff I got today, just kind of like makes me feel like awake. And hopefully this will be the first time I'm doing it with uh, someone else in the room. Um, fortunately, or not in the room, in the, in the, in the, um, whatever you call this, the Zoom <laughs> kind of rhymes. The Zoom room. Yeah. Yeah. So well, actually, Lauren, did you want to, uh, cause we had our, our, our show on our regular episodes so far throughout this year, the episode me and Lauren did titled, uh, token talk or whatever is our most listened to episode still going of wow. 2022. That's fantastic. Is that enough motivation to get you to share with the, not share, but the join me? Or it's like, oh, I got to work tomorrow. I don't want to like, you know, have no, time with you, I have, I have cannabis ready to go. Okay. I have uh, some homegrown, what did I put in the bowl? I don't even remember because it's so little before we came on. <laughs> got and, it. Oh, this is a Blue Dream my friend grew for me. And it's a uh, sativa, which is, this is, I'm schooling you because you're gonna need to know this next time you go to the dispensary because they. Oh, that's you're lucky. That's what I bought. You're lucky. That's what I bought. That's right. You. You're lucky. You know what? Yeah, I know. I you. know. You know what? Actually, this is what I bought. What uh, the first time? Maybe this is sativa. It's not. Maybe that it's not is the what hydra. you want based on what yeah. you were saying before. You don't want yeah. an indica because right. that's gonna make you like lethargic and I mean not. It's it's supposed to make you relax, but I feel like you're going to get inside your head and put a bag of cheddar flavored ruffles on your chest. And <laughs> uh, uh, actually it's a pizza flavor combos, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, but, but the sativas, they, for me, it definitely, it reduces my anxiety and it motivates me and it gets me moving. So I, I have a sativa to share. I'll, I'll take a hit when you do Jarrell and we can zoom cheers. 
Actually, that's what I did get. I did get the sativa because that's what I told them. And that's what he suggested. And it was like one thing that was sativa that they had in this particular place. That's right. I forgot. I totally forgot what I got. The reason I got, I get scared about the sativa is because I had it once uh, when I was a, a young lad. And, I and, really, and you left it at a bus and I was, It wasn't that. It was actually. No, it was Yeah, it was actually the, the maybe subway? not the seventh or eighth this the subway sandwich shop. I left it there. You know, uh, no, it was like the first time. Maybe not the first time. Maybe my eighth or ninth time. And basically, what happened was I was too high to even like get the whopper in my mouth uh, at when we went to get food afterward at Burger King. So I did the, uh, like, what the fuck was in it? Found out later it was like laced with cocaine. So I don't think it was sativa. So. Maybe I never had it before. All right. Never I'm mind. Sorry, that's, that's a, just a very interesting story. A lot of lot of twists my, and turns I didn't anticipate. Yeah, that's my that's my life. Maybe we'll have one of those shows one day where we can do that. Um, so I feel like Lauren, it's like it's like whenever we don't have our our uh, our children, i.e., <laughs> around, <laughs> we get we get naughty. We're like the parents in Poltergeist. Remember in the beginning, like they're like smoking weed, <laughs> and then Robbie comes in, like, dude, I heard a ghost. Like, oh, okay, do this. What the fuck? He's like, damn, you can't even smoke weed in your own bedroom anymore without your kids waking up. What's that about? I remember seeing that movie. I didn't even know what they were doing when I first saw that. Until I got older, I'm like, holy shit, why is this in a PG movie? <laughs> Still my favorite horror movie, but we'll get more into horror movies next month. Are you ready? Yes, sir. You guys heard that fire light up? You're going to hear some uh, coughing from my end anyway. Actually, I'm okay. Nothing happened. Cannabis is how I got through my COVID. Cannabis and RuPaul's Celebrity Drag Race got me through COVID. And lots and lots of mucinex, right? <laughs> no, I don't take Western medicine. So I, I did not take any mucinex. No. Oh. <laughs> And that booger on TV freaks the shit out of me. So I wouldn't. Uh, that's the worst spokesperson <laughs> I've ever seen for a product in my fucking life, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's worse that were less uh, PC back in the 70s that we can think of. All right. Let me get into our, uh, our mode here and let's bring you guys all back to a glorious year of 1991. A palindrome, I might add. Um, for those of you who might be too young for that, listening to the show, uh, we're going to tell you, me and Lauren are going to tell you why that year was so great. Because first of all, had that Iraqi war, Desert Storm, had that going on. Let's get to some movies of 1991. Had Hudson Hawk, had um, Ghoulies 3, and who can forget Vanilla Ice's debut film, Cool as Ice. And let's talk Mash. about music. Music, man. Had Marky Mark, EMF with their unbelievable song from that album. That was their debut. And we had the Spin Doctors. We were killing it in 91. I know. I know what Lauren is thinking. You want to mention actually some good things about that year? <laughs> I thought that in, like by Ghoulies 3. <laughs> I think all these all the people that were born like in the late nineties and two thousands are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Although I have to admit, <laughs> Hanukkah nineteen ninety one, I received the Spin Doctors compact pocket full of kryptonite. Was it in your oh, pocket? Oh yes, huh? <laughs> yes, a pocket I did. full of pocket full of kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. I sure I guess did. I, I will. I will admit. Um, I maybe I shouldn't admit that. Well, how many people are listening? Are you gonna don't tell anybody, you guys? But I do sometimes crank the radio when Two Princes comes on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> and I get mad when it's the edited version too. When they cut out the lengthy uh, musical break in between, I'm like, ah, oh, come on! I want like a long guitar solo. I want. I'm still trying to learn the words to this song too. After like over 20, 30 years, you know, very complicated lyrics to that song. But uh, anyway, we had, you know, obviously Silence of the Lambs and, you know, freaking um, what else happened in 91? Great movies like uh, Defending Your Life and Pure Luck. I can't think of anything right now. I guess I think it's the weed. But, uh, you know, music was really, you know, all these landmark albums came out like, uh, you know, Nirvana's Nevermind. You know, I think uh, uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 was that year, right? 
the the greatest Tribe Called Quest album in, I think in their career. Uh, the Low End Theory was '91, plus De La Souls. Um, his dead album was good. Um, what else? Fishbone. Any other albums you could think of that was 91? Come on, you were around then. Don't make me feel like I'm the only person that was oh, alive. I'm, I'm just I'm listening to you and I'm waiting for you to come up with more stuff. I'm I'm intrigued with your list. Uh I'm trying not to because back then we didn't if we had to think of a movie that came out that year, we couldn't even go to Wikipedia. So I'm just trying to do what we used to do back then and think. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, um, I probably Arrest Development was out then uh, with that Mr. Wendell song. Uh, other movies that came out, Suburban Commando. Home Alone. That was the year before. 1990, but sure. Come on. No, that came out in 1991, didn't it? No, if you have to answer for this question with didn't it, then that means you don't know what you're talking about. All right. Um, uh, well, anyway, you guys get the point. There was actually good shit. Not to mention, possibly this album we're talking about today, the uh, Prince album Diamonds and Pearls came out that year, uh, October 1st, 1991, to be exact. And um, wait, point break, point break. You point that break. came out in 1991, and that was one of my favorite movies. I Good saw that job. seven times in the movie theater in 1991. Good job. <laughs> Remember <laughs> something. See, marijuana helps. Um, I feel like for the Gen, Gen Z listeners uh, out there, we have to at least give them a backstory on Prince. Because if you recall, uh, when Prince passed away in uh, uh, 2016, I'm assuming you were just as shocked or and or as devastated as most of them of the world, but she ran to people that were like saying, I really don't know who that is. Who is that? And, you know, besides from the guy that was, that did one of the Super Bowl halftime, like things, you know, he was a legend for many, many decades, like in, in, inspiring all these artists. Uh, people know him for his flamboyant look and being, Having the, the all these like nicknames like uh, uh, the purple oh, one, the purple one, uh, his royal badness, the kid, uh, as he was called in a movie we'll probably talk about. But um, you run into people that don't know who he is, right? Sometimes it just blows your mind, right? It's uh, it's hard to believe there's actually an entire episode of Blackish dedicated. To the parents explaining Prince oh, yeah, to okay. their children, it's one of the most fantastic episodes ever. You you must watch it if you've never seen it, especially yeah. if you're one of our younger listeners that has not really known Prince to the level someone that was alive through the course of his career, like Jarell and myself, and Bo and Dre on Blackish. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of people don't know, like me. me how far back he he goes like he was putting out music when he was 19 back in like the late 70s and uh by like the early 80s he had those influential albums like dirty mind and controversy and of course uh what you kids might also know the album night 99 didn't actually come out in 1999 but it was a <laughs> it was um a hit album and getting people don't always know that he wrote a lot of music too for artists that weren't himself yeah you wanted to let them know these these are fantastic songs that he wrote for other artists one of the most well-known songs that he ever did was nothing compares to you that was performed by Sinead o'connor Yes, cue ball in the side pocket, as Frank Sinatra said. Uh, and or, or Phil Hartman as Frank Sinatra. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, that <laughs> I, go I also mixed. believe was for in ninety one or maybe ninety three. We'll have to look up our <laughs> SNL chronology yeah. later on. <laughs> Basically, another two people that I would mix up: <laughs> Frank Sinatra and Phil Hartman dressed as Frank Sinatra. Can't tell them apart. <laughs> Can't forget the other song, uh, Manic Monday by the Bengals. Just another Manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. 
who I think it kind of helped that uh, Prince was dating the lead singer of the Bengals at that time. And uh, yeah, he won a lot of Grammys throughout his career and influenced a lot of artists and uh, made the Hall of Fame. And I think, oh, inducted in 2004. And then died of a fentanyl overdose in April of 2016. But his legacy still continues. So let me get to what we're going to be doing today. The specific album we're talking about, as you can see from the, the uh, I want to say the thumbnail, talking about this Diamonds and Pearls. And this actually was his 13th studio album. And uh, it came out at a time when Prince was in a transitional place musically. So I going back what I said during the 80s, I would say his musical uh, leanings was more for like the psychedelic pop or like the synth pop sound, a little bit of like pop and R&B and rock he was doing in that decade. But then he started getting back into like his funk roots by 1987 for the album Silent Over the Times, which is claimed to be his most influential and critically acclaimed album to date. Have you heard that one before this one we're talking about one? You're kidding me. I, I wore purple for a whole week <laughs> after Prince died. Oh, of so you heard it at that I point. Fucking yeah. heard that album. Well, I'm going to surprise you and let you know that you're coming into this as the, the Prince uh, person knowledge and I am the novice because I have not heard Sign of the Times and I probably got to go on there, look, look on Wikipedia on the, on the singles and be like, oh, I do know that song. But I just didn't know where it came from. Anyway, for this album we're talking about, this was the first album that he had this backing band called The New Power Generation, MPG. And they would continue to record with Prince until 2013. And then again on his final album called Hit and Run Phase 2 in 2015. So when this album, Diamonds and Pearls, came out, I was familiar with Prince, as I said, and obviously, so are my parents. So uh, with how sexually charged his lyrics usually were, they would have like never allowed me to listen to this album and definitely not do it in their presence. <laughs> so um, I'm actually surprised my dad let me watch the movie uh, Purple Rain when I was like around seven. Uh, so having said that, Lauren, you're my age. Meaning that you were my age around that point, too, when this album came out. So I'm a little surprised to hear that you were able to he know who Prince was and get this album. So I want to know this. We always do this on this episode, find out how the person that brought the album to the thing, how they got the album and why. So I'm going to sit down for another uh, story time. How did, Lauren, how did Lauren con her parents into getting such a raunchy artist's album? No con necessary. <laughs> um, as you can probably tell just from me, who I am, personality-wise, outspoken-wise, I'm assuming our listeners have an idea as well. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I was raised by liberals. Oh. She's the Michael Keaton of our group. Oh, that's not his. Alex Keaton. Sorry. Let's fix that. But no, but I'm not. But you weren't. I'm not yeah. the Republican amongst liberals. I had free thinking parents that loved music. Oh. So nothing was terribly off limits in the essence that I could own a Prince album. What probably was okay with it even more so is that I didn't realize half of the shit he was saying. Do you think when I was in, in 1987, when Sign of the Times came out, mm -hmm. I was 10 years old. Do you think okay. I knew the sexual undertones of that album? Absolutely not. Oh, By 1989, so, so when I was you heard <laughs> 12 and he did the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. I remember Sexy that. Sexy songs about Vicky Vale. Mm -hmm. But you know what I listened to? Oh, it's the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> and come 91, when this album came out, and, and I also think Prince and I coincided with transitioning from 87 to 91. I went from being this like 
Oh, it's the Batman soundtrack to 1991, freshman year in high school. I want combat boots. I want a new attitude. And I bought <laughs> this album, still not knowing them, a lot of what the sexual undertones meant. But it's Prince, man. Mm. Well, I'm just surprised that you missed it. Because I don't, I don't see how you can hear a song like "Dirty Nikki" and be like, "What is he talking about?" Masturbating on a magazine. But well, for starters, the song is "Darling Nikki," not did "Dirty I say, Nikki." Oh well, she was dirty. You're right, "Darling Nikki." Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I didn't. Jarrell, answer me this: When Madonna's "Like a Virgin" came out, did you know what "virgin" meant? I think we were in the second grade when that album came out. Well, I wasn't a virgin then. Please, I was getting tail then. I must, I'm sorry. I must admit I was a virgin to the whole 80s. Okay, yes, I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. So when I listened to these albums, I didn't know what they were. I just knew I, I was in high school now and, and, and I'm cool. I'm listen, I listen to Prince. Not just because he's on the Batman soundtrack. Oh, so you bought this to be cool. And no, he was I'm not Batman saying that either. I'm saying Prince <laughs> is cool. He's adding to my cool. Coolness, adding to your coolness because it was already yeah. there. Thank, thanks to your parents <laughs> being liberal, like you know, tree hugging hippies, you decided. Well, no point rebelling against them because they already are the rebels. So you well, became cool. They aren't quite tree hugging hippies. Somehow that gene is just unique to me. Okay. <laughs> Well, we got to be a little bit different somehow. Like you said, the tree didn't fall far. The acorn didn't fall far, what have you. Well, this is my first time hearing this album. So we're going to find out if this album, I guess, holds up. And it starts off with that song, Thunder All Through the Night. I might possibly sing every single song on this album. Not saying <laughs> I like do. it or not, but I will do it. Just help me any of the lyrics that I can't remember. And I think that song's kind of like an appetizer to uh, what is going to come. And it still has that grit, grit, uh, gratuitous sound like a Prince song usually has. And it's um, what you'd expect from him, right? Yeah, that dancey, what you remember of those yeah. radio-friendly 80s hits. And what I really was picking up on this album is it's, it's got this real new Jack swing like influence that was like the, the sound of like 91 anyway, because that was at its peak. We'll explain more what new Jack swing music is to you guys as we go on in this review, or at least I will. But it also sounds like uh, what he was kind of doing back in his early stages of his career. So it's like it's almost like he somehow like influenced the exact music that he's like going back to in a way i can't really again i guess we'll explain it to it a little more but uh it has this really gospel-y sound and like the uh the vocals and i like the boom and groove of it and also i got this like vibe of like kind of like this backstreet boys like sound and i'm like damn the heat's even influencing them because i'm hearing like what the backstreet boys were doing towards like they're like uh uh backstreet's back all right you hear those like the the, the organs and everything like that I thought that was a really for so for the most part, I was down with this opening song. Uh, how does it how does this song work for you now after all these years? I totally agree. It's definitely reminiscent of the the prince that the general know and love, you know, like there is a general population of people that know Prince, Little Red Corvette, and you know, right things like oh, that. Raspberry you know, I got to so, clap when you say little red Corvette. It's, it's almost like standard, you know. Understood. You like I'm like that passing. with private eyes, Hall and Oates. So yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, but yeah, it's reminiscent of that sound. But then to me, that's maybe the only track on this album that gets you there. You might be right on that. But I feel like as the album kept going, it's like, oh, I got to ask this question. Have you ever seen him live before? No, just on television. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have not experienced, like, he's like the, uh, kind of like their, their, their Nirvana or what have you of, like, urban R&B music, whereas, like, very few people can say that they did that. So I feel like this album is, gives you, like, the closest 
than you can to like sing them live because it's so lively and energetic and like the tracks are like over five minutes or six minutes long so it's like they get plenty of time to like jam or have him do like his like killer solos on guitar so i'm like the oh fact i wasn't that- saying it was lacking i was yeah. just saying like that first track if you were looking to listen to something the from of- the earlier segment of prince 80s that probably is the only song that encapsulates that the rest of them jumping okay fancy, but different like so that the, yeah, yeah. the change he went through from that point and you got to remember this is right before he changed his name to a symbol mm, okay. so he was a he was a transitioning and different prince through this time yeah okay well i i guess we agree then i agree i just didn't i think it's a, I think it's a great right. track it's a really it's a great track you're right actually it's this is the closest song to like what he was doing in the past and everything is like kind of like influence little influences of what he was doing but it's the the quote quote new sound um and it's really funky and exciting and and similar to to going to like his concerts i was saying that you need some of these like slower slower songs in the middle to calm you down because it's so energetic like all right let me relax a little bit and it goes on the next song because that's what they do at concerts uh, the first song I'm thinking of that was the most mellow was the title track, which uh, is a more R&B pop ballad. That's uh, got the group MPG on there. And uh, Rosie Grime, uh, yeah, Rosie Gaines actually is her name. She is uh, doing some vocal duties with the Prince in the song and doing serenading in the chorus. She also sings the bridge. And is featured on some other songs of the album. Uh, apparently, he is uh, questioning his lover's materialistic side compared to Unconditional Love when he says, um, <laughs> actually, I'm not going to sing it. I'll just read it, actually. Oh, I, come on. I, I, can't, I can't hit those false solo notes. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> it's the high notes. It's definitely the high notes. Yeah. If I give you diamonds and pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a happy boy or girl? Uh, voice cracked there, but you get the idea. Um, yeah, so I feel like he has that theme about not being materialistic on that song. I kind of he does that same thing again on the song "Money Don't Matter Tonight," uh, which also that diamonds and pearls theme I read was featured on his uh, 1982 song "International Lover." Diamonds and Pearls, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think of the title track? Oh, that's absolutely one of the songs that made me buy the album back in the day. But I, I when you mentioned Money Don't Matter also being in that same kind of slowed down, to me it was a too slowed down. Maybe I'm seeing this from the different perspective of the Lorne I am now versus the Lorne <laughs> I was then. Yeah. But I feel like it's very soft, rocky. Like I could hear it as like supermarket soundtrack. Soft, rocky. That's like Adrian. Adrian. I don't know. Go on. No, <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> it was, yeah, it took me a second because it was that bad. No, you're just so surprised how funny it was. So just <laughs> got to settle yeah, in. <laughs> I was in utter shock. My my zoom he, froze too. He actually said something funny. I just. I but see I what didn't you're get that vibe from Diamonds and Pearls. I liked it then, and I like it now. Well, I agree with you. I'm just saying that those two songs had the same topic, but they don't sound the same. They and I think this... I, 
the same provocation I, as what yeah. you expect from the album the up 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 down up up yeah. up down so that you can yeah. have your dance tracks but then you can grab your partner on the dance floor yeah or like you're, only you're just you're just at this concert so like i went back there and it's like just so like so much like stimulus stimulating coming at stimulus coming at you that they put these like songs in between so at least the, the musicians and the artists can like relax and i just think those two songs have the same theme um now <laughs> i want to get into some of the tracks that were shockingly raunchy for a 40 <laughs> year old to be listening to lauren daddy pop that made me realize like oh oh my god like how how was this like and i had no idea i really didn't okay i i can't buy that <laughs> uh it's well the, anyway this goes back to the, the late 80s 90s like bass funky groove that i was talking about reminds me of the days of bright colored clothes remember those fly girl dancers watching house party over and over again <laughs> Um, that was my life back in the 91. And this is a song when they, like, I remember back in the day when, like, uh, dance songs would have a rapper on there. And this and this other guy on this song, uh, his name is Tony M from the the MPG group. He's got the cliche rap ver verses with the, you know, standard wave your hands in the air that you would hear for, like, CC, CNC Music Factory and all that stuff. All that stuff from 1991. But, God damn it, I, I still love this shit. Um, I'm not quite sure if the song, what you're saying, Lauren, what you didn't, that you didn't think you kept picked up on, but I, I think I'm hearing like porno, like, you know, music or moans when the old daddy comes in, I think they're sampling a porn. So maybe that's what you mean. What, how did I miss that? Cause I heard that right away. I'm like, it's kind of a dead giveaway that this is a, a sexual song. But at 14 <laughs> years old, I did, honestly. You weren't least... watching porn then. Well, yes, I was not watching porn then. But like I said, yes, I was. <laughs> no, no, I was absolutely not. Please, you had to do the scramble thing with the fucking box on the floor. It was, it wasn't worth it. But yeah. I, I, I say, made magazines or something back then. It would have definitely helped. You, you always talk about our shared love of SNL. We've in fact now referred to it multiple times, including seasons that existed during the the timeline of this album. Uh -huh. That's what I was more obsessed with as a 14 okay. year old <laughs> that I did not have sex on my brain. I had comedy on my brain. Right. So daddy pop was more of like a comedy song. No, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Even, no, I'm saying like, I wasn't wise enough because I was yeah. so obsessed. It's any kid that's got a focus on something that's so immense. It's not going to let them see other things that are going on around them. And yeah. At 14, you're not really hyper sexy, like, or not sexy, uh, hypersexual <laughs> okay. is the word I meant Clarity. to say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's that's that comes later in high school. So I, I really didn't know. I heard it listening to it for us to review it and was like, oh my God. <laughs> I must have fast forwarded that song <laughs> because if my parents walked past my room while I was playing that on my little tiny purple boombox. That would have been a fucking issue. Like doing the butterfly at the same time or the running man with him. <laughs> running man. Always the they running would, man. They, they would have clutched their diamonds and pearls just watching that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So maybe you were kind of blind with that song. What about, let's move on to another one, which was a little more obvious with their sexual overtones. Cream didn't pick up on nothing from that song. <laughs> Stop 
two songs that made me buy this album. Diamonds and Pearls okay. was being third. <laughs> Diamonds and Pearls being third. The first okay. two songs that made we'll me get want into it, to I bet. own this album in the chronological order in which they were released on the radio in 1991. Get off. Oh, we'll get we'll get on that. Yeah. And Diamonds and Pearls. So when yeah. you say, did I not know? Of course I didn't know. I just like the song. <laughs> She's like beg, begging you, please. I didn't know. All right, I, really I will give. You, I will. It, but Cream is, was, and still is, a fantastic song. Do you get Madonna vibes from that music on that one? I don't know. Like the beat kind of remind me of like the way like, um, uh, Material Girl kind of sounds. But you know they're from the same generation of uh when at their peak anyway. So I I, I see that unless you don't. I do not. What what kind of music would you say Cream sounds like? <laughs> if you were to compare, I, I I'm always the one throwing out comparisons. I have nothing. <laughs> well, it's it's like a little, if like pop and dance and R and B had a baby. Uh, and it yeah, the cream itself. Wow, Jarrell. Full of bad what? jokes. I'm, I'm full of it. Okay, no more, not more dad jokes. I just spent like, you know, the past hour putting kids to sleep. So I'm kind of like tethered to that. <laughs> kind of come with it, come with the territory. <laughs> Remove that hat. All right. I am now putting on a different hat. I'm ready to, uh, to go with the next song where I thought that you probably would end up pregnant after hearing this song. Get up. 23 positions in a one night stand. Get up. I'll only call you after you just say I can. Get up. Let a woman be a woman and a man be a man. Get up. If you want to, baby, here I am. Here I am. I got the jizz from a friend of yours named Vanessa Bed. So you heard this whole album like before, and Get Off actually is the only song that came on where like, oh. I remember this song. And the only reason I remember it is because from the VMAs from 1991, the VD Music Awards, where it was like a goddamn orgy happening on the stage with his backup dancers. And he was like uh, in that yellow suit with like the yes. butt cheeks cut out. Yes. Like that, like you see that when you're 13, it's like that's instilling your head forever. Like <laughs> me. So Lauren's like dancing in her room, like to, uh, to create the uh, daddy pop pop and hoping her parents don't walk in and i'm like watching the bmas doing the same thing i hope my parents don't come in and see me watching this so prince had was able to find something that would make, make you like maybe my parents shouldn't be knowing i'm watching this or listening to this but yeah um this is the new jack swing i'm talking about it's super catchy that got that flute in there i like um even had a thing in the song which i'm gonna assume lauren didn't know what that meant either but uh, I'm even confused now because I'm like, I didn't know people even said this back then unless it means something different. But he says, I clocked a jizz from a friend of yours named Vanessa Bet. I'm like, what, is, what does he mean by that? Do you, do you know what that means? I don't <laughs> think I'm, I still know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, it can't mean what I think it means. <laughs> you didn't say that back then, did you? I thought we invented that word. <laughs> Vanessa. Um, no, it's just, I don't know. Okay. So there's another line in the song where he says, um, I can work on that zipper tonight. You're a star and I'm the big dipper. And I'm like, I really, that really doesn't make sense. But the less I think about it, the more I accept that line. <laughs> so, okay, whatever you're, I'm not going to like judge that too much because it, it's a good song. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't get the big dipper part. I'm a, I'm a, I know he's saying that the girl is, is his part of his constellation. But I was like, what does that mean? Is that, that doesn't, but then I'm like, don't think about it. It sound it was, just, it was just a fire bar. <laughs> so unless there's more to it than that, right? That it? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, now, I was doing. Now too. that I, I have the awareness of sexuality, I have really taken to interpreting these lyrics <laughs> immensely. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, let's better not do that. Um, all right, I have complaints, Lauren. There's songs that I thought were kind of boring or out of place. So that's okay. That's okay. You well, I'm hoping you agree with me. So well, I don't I'm, feel like I'm, I'm thinking so that maybe I might because, and as I just said, I did play "Get Off," "Cream," and "Diamonds and Pearls" like on consistent repeat. Yeah. 
Actually, no, I couldn't do it on repeat. I had it on cassette. I had to keep rewinding and fast forwarding and rewinding and fast forwarding. Oh, you didn't have that automatic reverse flip thing on your uh, Walkman? It switches to the next song. Just, no, it switches it. to the, the back to side B. And then when that ends, it switches back to side oh, A. Oh, no, I, so. I'm talking about listening on my boombox. Oh, just <laughs> walking down the street. Like, which, 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 no, with it wasn't that big. Blue blocker <laughs> was, shades on, It was on, like right? a quarter of the size of that. <laughs> oh, that's badass. Was it one speaker? <laughs> no, it had two okay. speakers. Okay, let's talk like this for the rest of the episode. No, thank no, we you. Better, we better not. <laughs> just mocking each other's voices. Um, I mean, I, I found Strowan. I know he's going for this like, like lounge bluesy vibe, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's a weird like song. Out of place. And uh, I feel like he was standing at a street corner um, and he was about to cross the street and he looked up and he's, and he's like, oh, I just got an idea for a metaphor for my next song. It's called Walk, Don't Walk. And um, I thought that song was uh, boring. So some of these, these two songs in particular, they come off as like filler to me. What do you think? Filler, but perhaps a little side story. I, okay. This is not factual. This is just my surmising when I was listening. And I feel mm. like you alluded to it a little bit. But I don't think you derived what I derived. Okay. There are three songs on this album. Are they inspired by traffic or streets <laughs> or being a pedestrian? Strolling. Walk, yeah. don't walk. Okay. And then yeah. Jughead even. Oh, I thought it was about like one of the Archie people. I just like all of those songs. You're right. Are fillers. Uh -huh. But I liked Walk, Don't Walk then. I didn't realize when I first listened to it in preparation for for us reviewing it. Like, I don't think I know this. I don't. Maybe I fast forwarded it. But then when I listened to it again, I was like, yes, I like <laughs> that song. I remember that song. And I'm I'm kind of digging it again. Hmm. I had a friend that actually uh, was saying that they in actually enjoyed this uh, new Star Wars show and uh unlike other people. And then one other person rebutted that the friend said, and I think I'm going to quote the same thing to each their own. Well, that's such a long winded way of just getting to the point, but sure. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm now going to be starting to try to say that instead of like debating people on liking things that I don't like and vice versa. Because <clears throat> you said that you don't like Jughead and like this song based on the sound because it's got like this. I didn't say I didn't like Jughead. Okay. You had, we never, you had we a criticism. We didn't get to that. I just added it to my conglomerate Points. thought of traffic. Wow. I feel like we're just somehow like debating, but we're not. <laughs> we agree, but we always want to call that person out before the person gets a chance to find what they're saying. All right. I agree then. Jughead does sound like traffic, but we agree that it maybe we agree it's a good song. It's DC go go sound that's going. That guitar remember... solo. The guitar yeah. solo. That's Alone. Like the yeah. whole song, man. Can you I don't I don't remember how that song goes. All I remember is like he's singing no, about you're this singing person. It. You're fucking singing it. <laughs> I don't know the words. I forget how that goes. Pointed. I'm really not kidding. Okay. Well, you said um, you were going to sing every song, Jarrell. I was kind I of said I, to I said I might. I never said I was going to do it all the way, damn it. <laughs> and plus, the pot has me forgetting the lyrics anyway. So, Jughead, I like. Uh, insatiable. Goes back to what we're talking about. Had to throw the ballads in there. Soulful ballad. Prince's uh, crooning signature. False little vocal. <coughs> and I'm not sure Martha is on this song. I was. I wrote my notes. Is Martha? He's he's singing about uh, Bruce Wayne's mother. And he's singing about Clark Kent's 
adoptive mother. I was like, why did you say that name? You know, I felt, but that is the last time I'm going to be quoting that awful Batman vs. Superman movie. So don't worry, everyone out there. I like those two songs. Uh, the final track, Live for Love. Like, such an electric song. Yeah, I love that song. And uh, keyboards, all their souls going in there, the bass guitar going on that song. That song is like seven minutes long, and it actually is an enjoyable ride all the way through. Uh, really uplifting closer. So I think this album is an absolute party on the second half of it because it's got some really good deep banger cuts. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I thought there was a little more. I thought you had a little more. Did Did you say anything about the song Push? Uh, I didn't because uh, that's one of those songs where I feel like the same thing with Jughead where I like the sound, but it is kind of corny. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Push! You know, I put and then like... <laughs> I just like I want to actually get into uh, Prince's rapping skills because <laughs> honestly, everything on this song uh, when that, when all this stuff happens, like you know, Rosie's rapping and and Tony's rapping, and Prince comes at the end and does a rap, and then it's I'm kind of like you are kind of holding your own on this. You're not good, but <laughs> it's just. I think you're you're getting the concept of rapping in 1991 on a dance song. But you uh, did so, mention that Vanilla Ice's movie was popular, so like to give people an idea of where rap was at. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, it was it was at its peak, and, and it never like got any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I can't, I can't. Push is good. I thought um, it's fun, right? Like it's a yeah. fun song. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be like not as profound as what he's other songs that he says, but you know, sometimes you just want to da dance and have a good time, you know? Well, Prince will give you that. Yeah. Prince uh, is your Indica and your Sativa. <laughs> he'll, he'll give you, he'll give you mellow when you need it. He'll give you upbeat when you need it. And just leave this you was just a very good lesson lose. altogether. Yeah. We learned something I today. Tried everything girls together. And girls. Someone Once says, again, thank uh, you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Any what what else do you guys want you want to talk about then? I'll 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 let you take control now. No, it, we we covered everything and I'm I'm impressed that we were on the same page about so much stuff. Yeah. It, it works you, that way when it's something you pick, right? <laughs> one day I'll get this <laughs> one day I'll get the same pleasure, but no, I mean you are not maybe on the same page about some of the songs because didn't you say there was something I mentioned before that you were like oh I bypassed that because you know wasn't really mm. that interested in it so I'm just saying I feel like we have a little bit of new Prince fandom in you now maybe nothing wrong with that is it about time for my final thoughts already or you think you think you know where I'm gonna go with it well, that I don't know. I'm actually looking forward to that because I feel like you're going to throw a wrench in things. Uh, he knows me well. But uh, what you guys don't know, I guess I have nothing else more to say, so I'll go to my final thoughts. Uh, what you don't know, that you're probably all learning about me now, is uh, I love me some new Jack Swing. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so to get you guys know an idea, it's like TLC, first album, Boys to Men, Motown, Philly, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony. Remember that No Loot song? Oh, you guys yes, want to look that up? I love that song. I still love that song. A lot of stuff that um, Ted Riley was doing back then. Maybe some uh, Bobby Brown stuff. The Don't Be Cruel album. Like that sound. I fucking love that shit. And um, so for me, it's my jam. This album isn't was an enjoyable listen. You know. I read like a great quote actually that was talking about this album because there's a lot of like articles that came out like going back to what Prince was Prince's career after he passed away. And what this album is like, he they said that he's catering without compromising. And I thought that was a really good way to, to put what he's doing. He's like doing, attempting to like do like the, the musical climate of that time, but it's still Prince. It's and I'm yeah, I'm not sure if it's if this sound would appeal to the youth of today. And by that, 
I'm not talking about the punk band. I mean, the actual kids of now. So I was like, is this relevant now? Could it, could it play now? And, but then I was like, people are like listening to like this nostalgic 80s synth pop now, like IE, like the weekend or what have you. So this should fit right in. So I was, it was tough, but I decided to go with this album. It's a lot of fun. So I'm giving it the highest of download this. You definitely got, should listen to this album. That's my sign off. Okay. Lauren, now here we are. Uh, 31 years later, almost. Like days away, 31 years later after this album release. What do you think of it? I still love it. In fact, now I might have to have it in a digital form because I have it on cassette. Still, today. I didn't take it out of the box I have of all my cassettes because it would have required going into the back of the closet. So, Because I, I was planning on showing you that I do still own it. Now I don't believe you. So now what, you want me to hold on while you get it? I'll, I'll take a screenshot of it the next time I do a, a closet rearrange. I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. Make sure it's not photoshopped then. But do we, do we have, have we ever had a choice of, which maybe we should when it comes to the retro reviews, like uh-huh. in our scale. Yeah. I, I, I would like to suggest that people under the age of check this out. Oh, well, that's not fair. I'm, I feel like they're going to go under my current age. And I didn't hear it until now. So people of my age probably should at least hear it, I think. Well, so I'm definitely older. That, that, I mean, and not impressed in a good way. <laughs> that was that, the wrong word. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that I'm, you. I'm disgusted only. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that harsh. Not that harsh. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, let's, let's try it today. This is Lauren's pick. This will be Lauren's, even though it's the Prince show. It actually is a Lauren's show too. <laughs> I don't have a Beyonce clip of you singing that unless you want me to do it. It's like, just go on drill. No. Um, okay. So you can pick our, your rating that you want to try out. Well, can it, can it, what, what number is it going to be? Like, I'm, can, I'm well, not do the sure same. To... Just say if you're under the age of uh, 25. The, uh, yeah. No, no, no. It's just 30 will do. Okay. Just 30 will do. If you're under the age of 30, you should download this album and listen to it and get to know it. <laughs> All right. So there we go. We think the Prince album's worth hearing. And now, which I forgot to mention at the top of the show, what we always do on this, we always give you some useless trivia about the album we're talking about. Useless trivia, so to speak. So this album actually peaked at number three on the Billboard 200 when it came out and went double platinum in the U.S. And I had some song facts I was able to pull. Prince says the song Cream was written about himself. Apparently, he wrote it while looking at himself in the mirror. Ever the narcissist, even he found himself sexy. Uh, Spike Lee directed the video for the song Money Don't Matter Tonight that MTV considered too political and not MTV friendly. So they made another video uh, with a different director entirely that MTV was more comfortable with playing. Uh, And if you see some of the other videos that he did, I don't know where MTV's line is at all. So, uh, yeah, I watched some of the videos to, like, you know, cream and uh, get off and stuff. I'm like, huh. And then I watched the uh, Spike Lee video that he did. I'm like, wow, they really just don't want to tackle urban topics back then. Um, Then the song Thunder references Prince's decision to withdraw releasing the Black Album. Yes, he had a black album too, like Metallica did in 1981, I might add. And then after he put out this, uh, he decided not to put out the album after a bad ecstasy trip. And he didn't release the black album until 1994. And this uh, news that, uh, actually this uh, fact that Lauren actually hinted to at the beginning, uh, this was his last album before Prince changed his name for the 1992 album, Love Symbol. Uh, I still don't know how to pronounce the way his the name he changed it to to this day. So <laughs> it, I don't know. 
I don't think anybody ever did. <laughs> Is it? Uh, or uh, I'm just making no, these weird no, that, faces. That, that was not an attractive sound. I don't think Prince would have liked that. I think it would have been like, he, like he the, 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 no, the proper pronunciation of it needs to be played on Kenny G's tenor saxophone. <laughs> it's just notes that come out of Kenny G. Come on, join in everybody. Like, like, who's Kenny G? Is he like a rapper or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Um, yeah, so like any other news uh, facts that you know that I don't, I can't think of? You can be our encyclopedia of, of Prince right now. The floor is yours again. I, I'm, oh, trying I to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something that would maybe be something like little known. And I, I just can't think of anything. I do. I do um, love Prince and I do love Fred Armisen playing Prince. And I feel like mm-hmm. there was a story about Fred Armisen meeting Prince. Probably. Yeah. And the, I can't remember. So Google that shit folks. Cause I don't, my human Google is shut down for the night. Didn't he um, guest star on the New Girl episode? That's probably the last time he was on television, something like that, uh, on a sitcom anyway. And it was like, oh, like, you know, Jesse's going to meet Prince. Prince is going to be on this episode. Prince is going to be on this episode. And they're like, no, he's not. And he comes in at the end, and it's like, holy shit, they got Prince. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. But it looked, looked it up too, kiddos. Yeah, I think we're going to uh, wrap this episode up since it's only the two of us. And just, I uh, know, Lauren, you have somewhere to be at the time of this recording, but we will be back with a new episode for our retro views next month, which will be in October. We'll have a Halloween themed episode for you guys. So another benefit that you guys have for becoming patrons, you guys can also suggest albums that you grew up on or albums that you think would be funny for us to talk about, or you think are good then see if they're good. Now we can actually do those. We will take those requests if, and what the for the, the, the joy of you uh, or the the DC of you guys donating to us, we can always give back somehow by talking about the albums that you want us to talk about. So if you guys want to do that, that'd be great. And um, thank you very much, Lauren, for doing this episode. Thanks for introducing me to Prince. Probably my my uh, my first full album I listened to. Maybe I'll do some more. You can recommend yes. some other ones to me. Yes. All right, you guys. Uh, we're going to go out be out of here. So email us at njhabitradio at gmail.com with everything I'm talking about. And also uh, let all your friends know about our Patreon show so we can help out. Uh, we have the YouTube channel that you know about already as well, youtube.com. Or just go to YouTube, put in public perspectives. You can find our videos there. Make sure you are not only subscribe, but hit the bell and share this as well too. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Public perspectives or public reviews 15, all that. Normally, when we get out of here, I like to play some uh, instrumental. But instead, we're going to let Beyonce take us out. Let's get out of here. Parental. Everybody wants to be free.